0: The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by TIAA. TIAA makes you a retirement promise, a promise of a guaranteed retirement paycheck for life. Learn more at tiaa.org/promises pay off. LinkedIn presents.
1: Welcome back to the Next Big Idea Daily. I'm Michael Kovnett, and I knew you would listen to this podcast today. I knew you would because, like all of us, I can fall victim to hindsight bias. That is, I can be very confident about things after they've happened. This is one of the quirks of the human mind that might seem obvious when you hear about it. That's the hindsight bias at work, of course. But it's actually a dangerous tendency that gives us a false sense of certainty and skews our view of the world. My guest this week, psychologist David Myers, has cataloged these oddities of the human mind in his new book, How Do We Know Ourselves?
0: Here's David. Anything seems obvious once it happens. After the stock market drops, we recognize that it was due for a correction. After the football game, we fault the losing coach for the stupid play call. After an election, its outcome seems predictable. How easily we presume that we knew and know more than we did and do. As Soren Kierkegaard recognized, life is lived forwards, but understood backwards. Now, documenting this hindsight bias is really easy. In class demonstrations, for example, I have many times given some students a questionnaire explaining that, quote, social psychologists have found that we are attracted to people whose traits are like ours. As the old saying goes, birds of a feather flock together. Then I ask them in a sentence to explain why this might be. And then I ask, do you find this result surprising or unsurprising? Meanwhile, the other half of the class reads an opposite finding, that we are most attracted to people whose traits differ from our own. As the old saying goes, opposites attract. Regardless of whether told the truth, which, by the way, is that similarity contributes to attraction, or its opposite, My repeated experience is that nearly all students will raise hands to indicate that their finding is unsurprising. They knew it all along, whether given the truth or its opposite. Hindsight bias also has a way of making history seem like a series of inevitable events, when in actuality the future is seldom foreseen. No one's diary recorded, Today the Hundred Years' War began. Thus, after the 9-11 attack, investigators found signals that made the disaster seem obvious. That what seems clear in hindsight is seldom clear on the front side of history. In the six years before 9-11, the FBI's counterterrorism unit could hardly have pursued all 68,000 uninvestigated leads, though in hindsight the few useful ones became obvious. After the sudden and chaotic Afghanistan government collapse, pundits who never predicted such disparage President Biden for not having foreseen it. Moreover, we not only blame others for seemingly stupid mistakes, but also ourselves. Looking back, we realize how we should have handled a person or a situation. I should have known how busy I would be and started that project earlier. Or I should have realized sooner that he was not to be trusted. Or I should have known not to risk money on that stock. But sometimes we're too hard on ourselves. We forget that what is obvious to us now was not nearly so obvious at the time. As Sherlock said to Dr. Watson, it is easy to be wise after the event. By the way, I have to just interject. Oh, sure. That is fantastic reading. Have you ever done audiobooks? Uh, That wasn't me reading.
1: That terrific voice was your own. Uh, That's the recording you sent us. So...
0: Good job. Oh, that's me. From that's for you. More. Yes. Okay, there we go. See? Oh, now, sheesh, I didn't hear my own voice. Yeah. That is hilarious. I thought that guy's really good. Yeah. I, oh my goodness, I'm blushing.
1: Oh. I think there must be a name for this uh, psychological phenomenon. Isn't this <laughs> Im- implicit <laughs> egotism?
0: Oh, <sheesh. laughs> You know, yeah. we
1: don't hear our own voices as it, as it is. Oh, yeah. that
0: is so funny! Yeah. Okay. The,
1: the, I th- I'm reading. I'm looking at your first chapter on implicit egotism. Why, you know, we we like the things that are associated with us. There, there you go. You just right. had a little experience of it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, um, dear. I thought, that yeah. that guy's really yeah, good. Yeah. Well, you know. I'll, okay, I'll, I'll, excuse me. I'll take me. the compliment, but <laughs> you should too. Uh, <laughs> okay. It sounds kind of like you, yeah, Michael.
1: Okay, go ahead. Um, so, what can we learn from studying hindsight bias? I mean, it, it seems like the first thing we can learn is that we should be humble. You know, not be so confident in our own judgments of things that have occurred, because we're probably... Uh, we're probably just looking at them in hindsight and therefore seem smarter than we actually are.
0: Absolutely. And when we're studying material in the social sciences, for example, once we know what the outcome of a research project is, it's likely to seem obvious. But we also know from this very research that had the research turned out exactly the opposite, we could rationalize that, and then it too would seem obvious. And so... When things seem obvious that's always after the fact. We're we're very very wise after the fact, after the election, after the stock market drop, right? After the outcome of the March Madness basketball game, we know what we would have done and should have done if we were the coach or the investor or the whatever. This is a lesson in being skeptical of the pundits,
1: really, right? Because if everyone's walking around saying, oh, of course, that's what happened. Of course, President Biden screwed up the Afghanistan thing. Of course, this happened in the stock market. You shouldn't take that as a sign of wisdom because they're they're only able to be that smart after the fact.
0: Absolutely. And in fact, there's a kind of corresponding phenomenon that is called the overconfidence phenomenon, which is the tendency of people beforehand to be overconfident of the accuracy of their own judgments. And this surfaces in experiments when you ask people simple questions like, is absinthe a liquor or a precious stone? If people are 75% confident of being right, the chances are about 60% that they'll actually be right. Hmm. And in many other ways as well, when people project how long it's going to take to complete a project, they tend to be overconfident. And so there is a need for for greater humility. Uh, And and we see this in various forms in psychological science, in the phenomena of self-serving bias, the tendency to perceive oneself as better than others, as better than the average driver, for example, which almost everybody does, uh, although not everybody can be better than average. And so there's a whole new science of humility that all these phenomena play into.
1: Well, in the category of the science of humility, I wonder if we could pivot a little bit and just talk about this idea of implicit egotism, which you open your book with. And you give these amazing examples of the, you know, that there's a higher number of bakers with the last name Baker than you would statistically expect there to be. There are, Philadelphia has a lot more people named Philip in it than it should have. Yeah. There are these disproportionate things, which seem just kind of quirky and odd, but but I I think you're saying that part of the story is that we gravitate towards things, towards cities, towards professions that reflect us in some way that we might not even be conscious of.
0: Sure, that, that's been the interpretation of that. But the larger point there is that we tend to like what we associate with ourselves. That's what implicit egotism is, liking things we associate with ourselves. So if you morph some of your face into somebody else's face, you won't recognize this face, but you'll like it better because it's a little more like you. Or you people tend to like the letters of the alphabet that appear in their name, or they tend to like numbers that appear in their birth date. So these are all examples of liking things that are associated with us. Mm -hmm. uh, And and even it's contended gravitating towards professions or places that are associated with our name. Yes. Or perhaps I
1: could explain why you heard the sound of your voice and thought, hmm, that's a nice sounding voice. <laughs> I, I, yes. I mean, there is something we, we all like about ourselves when we, you know, see ourselves or hear ourselves. I mean, uh, there's the other phenomenon, too, of you can hear yourself and go, God, do I really sound like that? It's weird. But, I, but there is this strange attraction we have to ourselves. Right, <laughs> right. Yes, I guess so. Oh my goodness. Uh, I'm never going to let you live that down.
0: Oh my goodness. I'm going to tell, uh, sheesh, I just can't believe I did that, but it's just uh, hilarious. <laughs> this has been great. Well, David, thank you very much
1: for being on our show. I really liked hearing your ideas and everyone should go out and read
0: your book. Michael, that's very kind of you. It's kind of you to welcome me and it's been great to chat with you.
1: Thanks for listening, everyone. The human mind really is an odd and marvelous thing, isn't it? And I hope you're enjoying yours. Of course, psychology is only one window into human behavior. Next week, I'm going to be talking with the data scientist and economist Seth Stevens-Davidowitz, who's figured out a way that you can use big data to help you make big decisions about where to live, who to date, how to raise your children. Why rely on your fallible mind when you've got tons of data at your disposal? To get a weekly summary of these big ideas, sign up for my email newsletter using the link in the episode notes. This week's episodes were written and produced by me, Michael Kovnet, executive produced by Caleb Bissinger and Rufus Griscom. Sound design was by Mike Toda. The Next Big Idea Daily is a proud member of the LinkedIn Podcast Network. See you next week.